let's try not to do anything like visual because when it comes to my mp3 you're fine you know like the listeners won't be able to what's up gangsters john Sintes here cutter nation podcast i have an absolute legend today i'm super excited we've been chatting throwing things around for a little while probably wasted a little too much time talking off air but we need to get on air first of all don't forget go check out my youtube channel please subscribe that's where you're watching this we're getting things going. Also, check out my website. Get your awesome Cutter Nation gear. This is the on-field under, like, the undershirt made by Badger Soft. It's one of my favorites. Got the awesome Cutter Nation logo. Also, you can check out the Tri-Blends, long-sleeve shirts, J-Bands, weighted balls, flush bands. Got awesome new stuff coming out. Pretty excited. Adding to the online store. Pretty awesome. Now, let's get into it. The man, the myth, the legend. You guys need to see him now. Here he is, Robbie Rowley. Hey, am I on? Can you yeah, see me? On. Yes, yes. Robbie is on. What's up, dude? How's, how's my beard look? It's beardtastic. You're lucky. I got that good you lighting. You're lucky you don't grow a neard like I do. Like this. Oh, like, dude, I just got rid of my neard. This is that's all I grow. Like my profile photo, and it's just that's like a four month beard, and it's really just all neck shaving with slight. Facial situation, <laughs> dude. Mine just connects like everything. Like as I get older and proceed into my werewolf phase, everything connects. Yes. Hashtag hot. Okay, so let's start. Let's start with the first most important stuff. You and I have talked about Joe Rogan's podcast and how we've heard one thing about crushing steak every day. That's so why people yeah. don't know what's going on. Why don't you take us through the process? From how you heard the podcast like I did, and then how your mind was blown, and how you jumped into this philosophy of being an absolute carnivore. So do you want me to do you want me to like date it back to the origin of like the idea that got sparked in my brain? Yes. The whole thing okay. I don't think anybody's heard it. Right. Yeah, dude. This is actually a really good opportunity, and it's probably gonna take up the whole podcast. Anyways, <laughs> I'll try to talk, I'll try to talk a little bit faster. So when I so for those of you who don't know, I, I uh, experimented with what's called a ketogenic diet, which is essentially uh, cutting of the carbohydrates, cutting of the sugars and utilizing fat for fuel. I was really big into that during last season. And then once the off season hit, I was actually asked to, to join another podcast called the Keto Evangelist Athlete Podcast. Um, and so I think maybe like a week, maybe two weeks before they had me on, I was listening to one of their episodes to try to get like the format of, of, of how they do it. And so I could get comfortable with it. And it happened to be an episode in which they had Dr. Sean Baker on. And he's kind of like leading the charge as far as the carnivore, uh, all meat lifestyle. And so I'm, I remember, I remember to this day, like I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm, I'm doing my morning jog, listening to this dude. And like, I had to stop jogging to make sure I was listening to it right. Because I've always like loved beef, dude, like always loved steak. And I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, okay, if this is real life, like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So flash forward and uh, I do the podcast and I kind of ask the host about, you know, that certain individual and kind of got more familiar with them. Actually like contacted him via Twitter. He was great as far as responding. And then it hit big time when he went on Joe Rogan and kind of, uh, as everyone knows, Joe Rogan's got like the best podcast ever. So he became like super well-known. And uh, and then as soon as 2018 rolled around the month of January is which he called like World Carnivore Month. And uh, he 
try to get as many people to participate in that. And uh, I was like, dude, like, yes, your boy's in, dude. Like, let's go. It's funny. I actually started in December because I, I knew by that time I was going to winter ball in January because I wanted to do my experimentation phase when I wasn't having to compete. So I did it for December and it was like, dude, it was like right away. So I'm a, I'm a big, like, I need to feel for myself. I can't just like say, okay, homeboy, it didn't work for him. So therefore it won't work for me. I'm a big, like need needing to, to do it myself and experiment with that. So I did it for December the whole month of December and, and felt like unreal. And I felt good on the, on the keto diet. Um, but this was like next level, man. And, and I just felt like getting a lot stronger. I put on, I mean, to this day, I've put on like 26 pounds since, uh, since I started it and just transitioning from where I was at in that specific time when I was on the ketogenic diet to now, I mean, you can, you can relevate it to, uh, baseball performance too like i've gained x amount of miles on my fastball i've been able to recover this much better i've uh, been able to go back to back to back to back to back days out of the pen um just i mean there's so much more that actually goes into it than people going oh he eats he eats meat because he just eats meat like there's actually like a scientific study uh for me personally knowing how good it is um for me and and uh, like you know, people obviously freak out about the, the the no veggies or the no salads or all that crap that we will not dive into. But long story is as as short as possible. I've been doing this since the start of Jan or uh, start of December, and uh, I for me right now, I think there's going to be more like body experiments that I want to do as far as incorporating more things, maybe trying this and trying that and seeing how I respond. But right now, that is what I'm doing. That is what I post mostly about. That is the most important thing in the world. End of podcast. Thanks, guys, for joining. We'll see you later. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I actually started in uh, a little bit after that in December and then went through Christmas and that whole time frame and really felt like tried to stay true to it, you know, with Christmas diet and stuff like that. It's that hard. actually my first time I recognized where I was doing the steak you know, the thing that he talked about that I really liked was that mm factor. Like I felt satisfied when I ate steak and when then I yeah. didn't eat steak, that was my first experimentation. Like, okay, I'm just going to have some chicken breasts. That's it. Yeah. And then see how I feel through the day. And I felt okay, but I didn't feel the same when I had steak. And yeah. I was like, that was weird. Like I noticed my energy levels up just, I was actually more alert, more positive, more happy when I ate it and I was like, okay, so I liked how my body responded to that. So that was my whole thesis on that. And then when I had stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes and you like just Christmas slash Thanksgiving from the South, cause that's where I'm from. And it was just carb heaven. I specifically remember eating and then 15 minutes later being like laying down on the couch and be like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't feel good. I feel like I need to take a coma. I don't need to slumber. I need to coma right now. And I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. I, I can, yeah. I really, and so I, really, I countered that by that night actually having a straight eggs and bacon at Waffle House, by the way. And oh, good yeah. silent plug there. Yeah. Dog. I love that. Yeah. Love a good. And so I just had like a ton of eggs and bacon that night. And it was crazy, even before I was going to go to bed, like, 
respond like just completely 180 degrees, a thousand percent better. And I was like, right. all right, this guy's onto something. So then I just kept going with it. I dropped a lot of body fat. I was happy about it. my strength numbers went up and I've just right. kind of continued doing it. Now, the only thing with me that I can notice a difference is now I can feel a difference when I have. So I started making these super shakes with like hemp seed and berries and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's, that was my, a big next, yeah, that's my next level. I'm kind of mixing that into it, too, because I'm feeling like my recovery stuff is good, but it's not as good if I were to have this. So I'm kind of modified it, but I did the same thing you did with that. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of it, too, is like you have to approach this thing in like an open mind. Yeah. We have been told by like, you know, the FDA, RDA, like so many regulations as far as dieting. And if you go into it and within that, that thought of your back of your head, like I'm going to get gout, I'm going to die. Oh my goodness. I need a green thing. Where's the grass? Then you're going to, you're going to mentally kind of like screw yourself. But if you go into it, like I like going into things like bit, like, you know, out of the box. I'm freaking weird as it is. So might as well play that card. So when I went into it, I was fully in as far as everything that came with it, you know? And uh, I think just having that open mind, it allows you to really get in tune with what your body is telling you. So if you kind of go into it, like close-minded, like, oh, I don't feel good. Or, you know, I haven't gone to the bathroom in the day or something like whatever, then you're kind of going to, you know, not do it justice but uh i'm in that same boat as far as like okay i feel good but like let's see what else like we can do as far as incorporating something else because i used to be a huge smoothie guy that was always how i got like my fruit veggies everything and uh to be honest i kind of miss my smoothies so (laughs) i want to do maybe just like a seven day johnny as far as what you know maybe just seven days of smoothie in the morning and then steak the rest and just see where I go with that. Yeah. Um, The, the one thing I will say that you, you just hit on is like satisfaction of everything. It's funny, dude, because every time I finish a meal now, it's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can fully say like, I I'm full, I'm satisfied. And then another thing, I don't know if you've noticed yet, but it's like, you go almost, so I go morning, um, morning steak, night steak, nothing in between because I'm full the whole day. I'm, I'm satisfied. Like I, I don't need that. Oh, I'm hungry. Like snack, snack, snack or whatever. Um, it's, it's a fullness throughout the whole day. And, uh, for me and as a, for, I want to say any baseball player, really, that's like a, a huge thing. Um, and that's what really helped me out when I went to Puerto Rico is I wasn't having those cravings of like, I'm going to go crush seven tablespoons of peanut butter and, and, <laughs> and go from there. It was, it was actually like, okay, I, I had to have my three, three pounds of steak in the morning and then, you know, go throughout the day, feel good. And then at night, come back up and fire the George Foreman up or whatever <laughs> at the time and, and get it going. But so are you yeah, man, of being a uh, spread killer. Back, back in the day, absolutely, dude. So back in the day, I mean, and I say back in the day as in like a, a year ago, but it was always, uh, and you know how you can attest to this too, it's a, more like a boredom eating thing. Say, yeah. you know, you, you, BP's at three or whatever, and you're there at, at 1230 because you want to be early and then kind of go, well, I think, I don't think I'm hungry, but it's there. So let's, let's, let's hit it. <laughs> 
I would go one step further and be like, okay, uh, finish BP. Like me being down in Mexico, we didn't have locker room for a, a couple teams that I was on. So you would just walk to the convenience store and it became <laughs> habitual where I'd be like, let's fire up a little Rogan, uh, have a little walk. Let's learn, you know, let's get outside of the situation you're in. Let's, let's just turn the brain off, go on autopilot, listen to some stuff, get some water. You know, what's the closest thing to do? Snickers bar, appreciate it. And then a sugar-free Red Bull. All right. And then you would be like, hmm, probably should get a second Snickers bar because I'm going to be closing. It's four o'clock. I won't pitch until 830. I'm going to be starving in the sixth inning. So, you know what? We'll go ahead and get two Snickers bars because that's the only thing I can handle, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Snickers, did they just come out with a protein bar? I'm, I mean, why haven't they been on that train before? Like, who's Bro, I think, I think I've seen it. Uh, it's like, oh, the, the world has been, the world's fully changed now. We've, we've <laughs> fully, <laughs> we've reinvented the wheel yeah. and it's next, now, now we're going to have zombies. That's okay, so let's, let's, let's transition from the nutrition because for you, anybody who's not following Robbie, like, like that's his thing. He goes live on Instagram. He's crushing steak. Like people enjoy it. You know, I'm sure he gets both sides of it, but let's get to the main thing. I'm sure he gets both sides. (laughs) Let's get to the main thing that really what I enjoy watching is the absolute fuego that you produce. So when I first found your page and we were going through everything, the one that really got me that just was straight looping and like I was just locked in on it was that 100 mile an hour shuffle fire into the fence. (laughs) I'm like, your boy can throw. Here we go. Let's see what's going on here. So... (laughs) We, you and I have talked about a bunch of different philosophies on this and that and everything. And I really like what we were talking about earlier today about these young guys and being able to process information from coaches and things. And you've kind of changed your mental status on what you're focusing on this and that. Can you give me a couple tips or some ideas on things that you really feel like that are, are helping you mentally understand what you're trying to do on the mound? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, take it, you know, take another step as far as where you're coming from with that is me being the individual who I am as, as far as what I was talking about with the diet. Right. I said, like, I'm a very big experimental. I need to try it for myself. That goes hand in hand with pitching, too. Um, and if you're a baseball player, you're probably well aware of, of, of that uh, being a thing that you probably do a lot as far as changing things, figuring out what works different grips, whatever it may be, you're never really satisfied. Um, with that being said, I, I have gone through progressions in my career slash life that have taken me on a, a crazy roller coaster ride. Um, and to, to be at this position where I am now, as far as the, the mechanics that, that feel comfortable, the grips that feel comfortable, it's not something that happens overnight. And it's not something that happens by accident. It's, it's a constant uh, work ethic and, and developmental phase that you need to have embedded in your mind. And you need to figure out, I try to tell kids this, people come up and they probably ask you to like, like uh, what is the most thing, what is the, the biggest thing I need to learn? You know, as far as how, how do I need to develop? And it maybe like sounds funny on the outside, but it's actually like, it's a good question. And I say, first things first, you have to have a desire to, to, to get better because if you don't have that, then you don't have the fuel to, to fuel all the things that you do throughout your day to get better. And then 
a 1B out of that is you have to thoroughly love what you do. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a foundation of love for, for the game, then it's going to eat you alive and it's going to spit you out and not care at all about what it did to you. Cause the game is a freaking a B. Okay. And we all know it. So, if, so for me and what's keeping me like going to, to this day still, and I know you can hundred percent attest to this is we both love what the game brings and we both love the competition. We love the grind. We are fully committed to everything it entails. And, and for me, that, that is like a combination of just taking everything it has as far as the, the development, the, the mechanics, the, the, the workouts, the running, just everything it has and enjoying it. And yeah, it's a grind and it sucks at, at certain points in, the, in, in your career. But at the same time, if you don't love that and you don't love everything it has to offer, then you're kind of doing an injustice as far as how you approach it. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember the question. I kind of just got rambled on there. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tessie, back to, back to what you said about where I'm at and how I've kind of gotten here is just the, the theory of, of what feels comfortable for me. I know through playing eight professional years that there are certain things in my routine that I need to do for my body to respond properly, which comes with a, a, a legit throwing program that includes, you know, long toss and pull downs, um, a good solid uh, mechanical foundation that allows me to repeat, allows me to, to, to be out of that same angle. Um, and then taking that a step further and knowing what I need to do to recover and making sure that I can go out and pitch every time that I'm called at a high level of competitiveness. Um, that, was, that was a great rant. That was a great dude. I, I'm, 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 I'm terrible when it comes to like a specific answer. Cause I just want to be like this, this, that, this, yeah, let's go. And then next thing you know, I'm talking about exactly my how we pitch. That's exactly how we pitch. We just come out and go, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, we'll try this today. Now I'm throwing left-handed bangers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's I love good. it. So you didn't answer the question, but that's fine because you kind of did. But that, that kind of spiraled off to another thought that I have. By the way, I love the MLA format that you threw in there, 1B. That was nice. Good reference. Right? MLA. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I went to college and I did. <laughs> I went to high school. Um, so, okay. So that brings me I – like, I like where you went with that. And that made me think about – because I get questions a lot too. And, like, for example, one of the guys that, that I was working with, he's a pro guy, kind of trans, transitioning through stuff. And he threw a bullpen before I did yesterday after our team forfeited. And I just, it was turned into a real fun situation where I get to face guys on our own team who've never faced me. And then some other random dudes, like just random guys from other teams just hopped in line and it turned into this sandlot. Hey man, like Sanchez is throwing over here. Let's y'all want to face some at bats. And people are like, you want to, can I face you? I'm like, let's do it. Like what, why not? We're here. I'm in a uniform. I got cleats on. I'm ready to go. What's the problem? Let's do this thing, you know? And um, so I'm having a conversation with this guy and we were working together. I got him going, got him in the right direction, moving. And then he goes to this team, right? Goes to this team. And I know you're going to like, I know how you'll respond to this. So he, he, we get him on shuffle fires. We get him on pull downs. 
everything starts increasing in like one week. Things start unlocking. Mobility starts getting better. His pull downs are going up. And then he goes to this tryout. Doesn't exactly stay true to his plan that what when we were working together got him to perform at his top peak but that's because he listened to these other guys right so he doesn't do exactly what he had done with me a couple days before that and then he's been training with them ever since trying to keep him going and so he throws a bullpen yesterday and he throws before me and, and i'm like so are you throwing as hard as you can or what are you doing and he's like no i'm just out here trying to get the feel and i'm like what's the point like they told you that you don't throw hard enough are you pushing yourself in practice? And he goes, no, they won't let us long toss. We can't go past 120 feet. Okay. When you throw your bullpen, we don't throw bullpens. What are you doing? Like, I'm so confused about what you're like. You're not even training. You're just hanging out. Like, are you pushing yourself? So that, but what brings you to my question is I'm a big believer that you have to know what hundred percent is every day. And you have to train to like David Price stood out there and it made total sense to me. Like if you don't throw at least two, three or four baseballs as hard as you can every day, I don't feel like you're pushing yourself. Do you agree with that? Okay. So I'm changing the way I answer questions in this podcast. We're going to keep it simple. We're not going to rant, but my opinion with that, I'm going to date it back or no, I'll just, I'll say this. Velocity is a huge part of development and it has essentially overtaken the game because which was once a secret as far as how to a get opportunities and B stay in the game. Now that secret of, Oh, you know, you don't need to throw hard, just get outs. It, it, it's, it's, it's out there. It's open. You need to throw hard. You need to, you need to do something as far as lighting up the radar gun to in, in, to give yourself the best possible opportunity to not even like succeed in this game. I think just get a shot in this game. Um, with that being said, I get a lot of questions about velocity development. I've I've been blessed with um, an arm that goes pretty fast, and, and I am able to throw pretty hard. Um, that is not an accident that that's, that's work ethic. But when people ask me, how do I throw hard as far as broad as that is, I will say every time you throw hard by throwing hard, right? As simple as it sounds, think about the, 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 the context of that answer. And it's like, I can go out to a little league practice and I can watch, I can watch people throw with no intent of growing. I believe in throwing to growth, throw to a purpose. People, too many people just throw to throw and then think they've, they've done the justice of, of, of getting better because they actually did the act or art of throwing. No, no, you did it. You just threw to through, have a purpose, have a, <laughs> have a, have a, yeah, exactly. Like have, you have to have a plan. You have to, you have to take that plan. It's funny, I just wrote a blog on this. Hashtag blog post. Um, anyways, take that plan, understand what you need to do to accomplish what you want to do. You can't, you can't just say, okay, I want to throw hard, go out and practice, throw, throw. And then when Sunday rolls around or whatever your games are on, think, oh, I'm just going to turn it up to 110%. Like, no, that, the game doesn't work that way. You have, to, you have to practice what you do in between the lines when the lights are on and people are watching. Um, 
I made a point. So back in, I won't try to name any organizations or anything. And if I do, just we'll edit it out. Back in 2013, I got caught up in um, the organizational policy of, of throwing program, kind of set aside my personal throwing program as far as what I knew made my arm feel good and what my body did to feel good and bought in because as baseball players, we want to be people pleasers. We want to, we want to do things in, in, in turn, make other people that have high authority happy about us. So with that being said, I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll cap it at 120. We'll, we'll throw to throw and then games roll around. And it's like, I'll just turn up the intensity. I got a good arm. Well, that's not the way things work. Like I said before, your boy was throwing like 86, 87 and uh, just just wasn't comfortable out there not knowing what I needed to do. And, and it wasn't until I got released that I that came to that realization of like, OK, I need to do what my body, what my arm needs. And then that's when I got back to that long toss program, pull down program, actually feeding the arm. I got real in tune with like the Jager program that was really big at the time. And um, just, you know, understanding what that actually did for me. And then as soon as that happened, my velocity kicked up and that in turn gave me a complete understanding of, of what I need to do from here on out to maximize my body's potential. I'm a, I want to make a shirt that says maximize your potential because it just sounds sick. And I think it gets, it gets totally misintruded or mis misconstrued. There's a word in there that I'm looking for. You'll get it if you're listening about, about like throwing to grow. And um, I think it's so pivotal, especially in today's day and age when velocity is, is what it is. It's, it's a huge part of the game. And, and you see people adapting because of that now. And, and in turn, you need to adapt as an athlete. And so there are certain, those certain steps that you need to take to make sure, okay, I said simple answers. I didn't do a simple answer. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you, did you did fine. That's the whole point of this long form thing. We're not worried about editing or anything. You did great. Oh my gosh. You yeah, I need to copy. Because I agree, I agree hundred percent. Like when I was relieving, like, all the time I had coaches being like, Hey, you need to save it for the game. And I'm like, if I don't know what a hundred percent or how I feel at, when we're doing our throwing, how do you expect me to go out and just let it go? And that's only because that's the way they did it. Like when you look at the, the inherent, you know, information, you, you just, you're, you're projecting what was put on you. And that's where I hear all these coaching phrases dude, and it cracks me up every time I hear it because it's just funny how like you're just regurgitating something else somebody told you instead of like learning it on your own and going from there. And it's so funny because the other day, brand new client kid comes in and he got almost like there's key coaching phrases and I'm going to throw these out and you're going to love them because they're all just they don't make sense when you think of when you go logic into it. Right. It doesn't make sense. First one. Ready? Hey, slow down. Throw a strike. What? <laughs> huh? What? That's not the way that works, right? Number two, ready? Hey, you're flying open. Stay closed. Uh, uh, and think about it. you have like an eleven or twelve year old kid. These like these kids are smart. They take. I don't think we give some of these kids enough credit because they're very like they're they understand. If you get, I've had more growth with 11, 12, 13 year old kids on just treating them like an equal, not as a higher. Not I don't even allow kids to call me coach. Like I always tell them, like you call me coach, that means I can't do anything. 
That means I'm retired. Don't call me coach. Call me John. All right, let's just do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many times can your coach pick up a ball cold and then fire a two-seam to show you exactly what the action is for you to see? Let's let's pump the brakes on the coach stuff. You know what I mean? And then you gotta, brag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and it, that's really what, it, you know, I try to give these kids, like, look, who's throwing the baseball? You know? I never understood why my coach got mad. He wasn't even playing the game. Like, and – you know, it, I, I should be way more mad than you. I'm throwing the baseball. Yeah. And so w- when I'm going through, when I had my, my best season was in Mexican league winter ball and I dominated and I just did my own thing. I long tossed every day. I pulled down three to 15 throws to make sure I could throw the ball as hard as I could around the area that I wanted to. You knew what so that I, felt like. Exactly, dude. And that was the, that was my last feeling. And then I would shag BP, and then we'd be good. And then when we get to the game, that would be my last reference point mentally. And I'd get up there. And then I had coaches and teammates being like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, when I – I mean, what do you mean? Like, I have to – I have to do that. Then I go do my bands, my recovery stuff, all in the same day. And then I throw. So, basically, I was getting hot twice in the same day, but controlling the amount of effort of throws unless I really felt like I needed to do it. But most of the time, the third through the fifth, third through sixth throw at a shuffle fire, hundred percent would be like, all right, yeah, I got it. We're good. No big deal. All right, let's hit some bands, call it a day. See you guys in the eighth, whenever you're ready, you know, I'll be inside. <laughs> I'll be over here already starting my warm up routine, you know, stuff in there. So, so can I can I can I rant? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Okay, just let me know when we're like we're five minutes out, and then I'll just uh, I'll panic. Okay. Um, so kids who are listening, and, and John and I talked about this this morning, is obviously we live in a, in a very connected world where information is at the touch of our fingertips. Right? There's a lot of information out there in that regard, and that has not just baseball, everything. Right? We're we're right there. So. I encourage each and every one of you to not be um, not be an expert at a certain thing that you you can do a certain exercise or, or a certain uh, mechanical thing like that's that's not a problem but be an expert of your own body understand that there's not an external person that can tell you how you feel and what things work for you you have to decide that. What works for you is, is, is what your body is telling you. Now, things that, ha- things that I do and, and feel good at the end of the day might not work for John, you know, and then vice versa. Things that he does might not work for me. It is what it is. I know plenty of people that cap their throwing at 120 and throw 100 and, and pound the zone. They're just great. I can't I, – I understand that. That's awesome. I can't do that. Like, I know what I need to do to make sure that I'm maximizing my potential. And that could change, right? There's always things that you can incorporate into your routine. Like, oh, that looks dope. Like, let me try that. See what your body responds. Okay, that next morning you wake up, you throw a little shoulder poppage in there. You feel pretty decent. And then, okay, maybe you're implementing that. Vice versa, as far as, you know, things that don't work. Things, you wake up the next morning, you're sore in an area that you didn't think, you know, was was even a muscle or whatever. Then, then bang it, dude. Like, there's too many kids these days that fall in this category of, seeing things on Instagram and then, and then trying it and feeling like crap, but still continue because the guy doing it is either like super shredded or throwing a hundred. Like you have to 
understand that you can be an expert of nothing, but still be an expert expert of, of your body and yourself and your arm. Okay. And, and with that said, I, I think it's just, it's so true that once you start, and, and, and I'm not sitting here saying like I'm perfect as far as I did this at, a, at an early age and, and proceeded and, and rode off into the sunset. I'm in the big leagues for the last 40 years. Like, no, obviously like there's a grind that comes with it. Okay. There's things that, that don't work out, whatever. But I just know, and, and, and John and I both know just through our experiences, things that go wrong and why they go wrong, understanding the foundation of the problem and then attacking it as far as how can we get better from that. And uh, I think that's, that's kind of why, you know, what fuels us as far as what we do is because we see it every single day as far as the kids not having a clue, but trying to, trying to get better, having the intent of getting better. They want, they have the want, they have the desire to do it. That's awesome. That's the foundation. Good. Hammer that. Then the next step is, okay, now how, now what do I do? And, and, and going to someone that, um, you know, and nothing against the individual that has the program or that's trying to help you. It's not their fault. They just don't know your body and the needs that it has. So I highly encourage all the youth um, and youth could be, shoot, you could be freaking 25 and still be a youth. You know, you could still be learning and still growing. I'm a youth. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't just, we're not, we're not just targeting like eight year olds, right? Like we can still be growing. I'm still growing. I'm 26. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still 26. Damn, I yeah. turned 32 this month. It's all right, dude. I balled it at freaking 18. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll end that on a serious note. Yes. So that is, if, if I can get one thing across to people, it's being an expert of yourself. And, 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 and that doesn't mean be disrespectful to people trying to help you. It just means understand what works and what doesn't work for you and what allows you to grow the most and what, uh, and, and just keep, and what, what it's going to take for you to just keep growing. And, um, obviously we all know that there's things that are going to limit us, but if we can limit those things, then we are, then we're growing. So if, if you just click that, flip that mental switch of, of the intent of growth, then, Man, I do it all the time. Sorry, I just we'll, no, no, we'll no, no. It's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag along to that because I like what you said there. Because like you and I kind of like we're saying, we we speak the same language with different words. You know what I mean? And and my big thing with that, like what you're saying, is 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 ownership. Like who is throwing the baseball? You know what I mean? Like right. that's the biggest thing with that. Like don't look to dad, don't look to coach, don't even look to me. I'm I'm just seeing what you're doing and trying to tap into your mental process so you can understand what you are doing you're throwing the baseball you want to get more velocity you want to be a better pitcher and dominate but if you're not out there working on it then it doesn't make sense to me like like i said and and something like i love what you said too like i know plenty of guys too like i played with a venezuelan dude who threw 101 and I'd never seen anybody get hit harder than that guy. Like I saw more hundred mile an hour fastballs returned than any. And, and we weren't even in the big leagues. And I'm like, dude, this guy has a great arm, but he threw middle, middle. And yeah. there was no pitching. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Like if you know a fastball is coming at a certain level, they don't care. They don't care how fast you throw. You know, that's why Chappie's been working on that slider 
And you saw a spring training out, and he second pitch. Everybody's all excited about throw a fastball. He throws a slider and spins somebody around the second pitch of the outing. You know, so you have to the in order. Like I, I just kind of got through through to a, the other the same kid I was talking to yesterday. You have to look like you're throwing hard as well as throwing hard, so all your other pitches can be disguised by that motion, by that intent, because they they think that, oh, you're going to come after them, you know? And, like, the guys that know me know that Cutter Nation's almost a smokescreen. Like, you think I'm going to throw nothing but cutters, right? And they're like, oh, dude, you throw cutters the whole time. Yeah, that's, that's what you think, right? But if you look at the video I posted today, it was cutter, two-seam changeup. And that guy had no chance. Like, he didn't touch the ball. Like, it's just how it was. And he's a good friend of mine, and we talked about it afterwards, and he's like, dude, I knew you were throwing the cutter, you threw it, and then I was sitting on it again, and then you throw a two-seam, got me scared, and then you throw a change-up, I thought it was a fastball, he's like, I, I was nowhere even close to your sequence, you know? So, you got, I love what you said, like, and I, I say it all the time, too, you have to be a master of you, like, you have to be a master of what you are doing, because you're throwing the baseball. Yeah, we can take, we, we, we can, uh, oh, no. Is he gone? No. Is your thing went black? Where you, no, where'd no, you no. go? No, I'm, we're good. You, we're still recording. Keep going. It's probably. Just oh, okay. Recording. Sorry. No, my, my screen went black. Um, so we can take that a step further as far as um, understanding your stuff. So what I touched on earlier was understanding one's body. Four. Oh yeah, no. Four oh no. Uh, understanding one's body physically, right? And then we take it to the next step as far as stuff and how does your stuff play? Understanding what is going to maximize your stuff, right? We talk about maximizing potential. Now we talk about what happens on that little freaking, that little mound in front of the, in the middle of the diamond, right? What actually happens there and how can you get the most out of what you present to the table? Um, yikes. For, you want to just do a closing? Yeah, sure. Uh, yes. No, I, that's a good one. I, I definitely would need to do multiple parts of this because I, oh, I really gosh. like how we're going. This is going to be, it's going to go well. So, well, listen. Bang the 130 lesson. Bang it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen, I've, I'm pumped. Robbie and I finally got this thing going. I wanted to wait till I got a mic because I've got a bunch of complaints about my audio quality. Hopefully that increased some stuff. So if you can see this little thing right here. Thank you, JD Tech TV, my one of my best friends. I'm in his wedding. I'm going back to Florida to be in his wedding. Uh, he was the one that that guides me on my nerddom and all the see like the TV back here with all the crazy wires and then yeah, and you guide me on my nerddom. It's, yeah, there's just an yeah. I just I just yeah, I just transfer the thought just like you're just saying. So so last thing, uh, don't forget to go check out my website. Get yourself some awesome gear. I got awesome Triveland t-shirts. If everybody's kind of scared of the word Triveland, by the way, it's softer and cotton. It doesn't shrink and it doesn't hold stench. So do yourself a favor, get yourself one of those. Robbie, we'll be uh, we'll be getting get dude. you one of those soon. What do you dude, I, uh, medium? What do you medium? Extra medium? I don't know what's Well, size. it depends on if I'm at baby gap or if I'm at champs, dude. What are you what are you asking here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, Robbie, um, tell everybody that, one more time where they can get a hold of you. How can they find you? Because, you know, people should know who you are anyway. Dude, dude, can I can I plug? Can I can I have the floor to plug, to plug away? This is time to plug. Plug away. <laughs> okay, you can follow your boy on Instagram at Robbie Row One Two. That's Robbie with a Y. Um, Twitter is at Robbie Row Underscore One Two. I don't know why I didn't do them all the same, but can't win them all and then your boy's got a podcast it's the robbie rose show and uh 
John's going to hook it up with an MP3 to this specific podcast so I can get this on my show as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, as, 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 as far as uh, part two goes, it'll definitely be in the works, I think. I do want to, I do want to shorten podcasts as far as like, this was actually a pretty decent time. I think maybe like what, 30, 30 something minutes, whatever. I think you need but, to go the other way. I think you, the way technology these days, man, you can pause and pick up and no, you need to go longer. Go Rogan style. Go three. <laughs> so I talk too long. I talk too much. I don't even no, like listening to myself no, talk. Dude, it's That's not about you. Listen to myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always uh, go well, one I, way. I just want to say, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for showing me um, essentially the way as far as all these things go. Um, and then thank you for allowing me to uh, have, what is this called? Google chats or Google Hangout. Hangout. Google Hangout yeah. yeah. Now I, now I have a new app that uh, I have. So that's, so thank you for showing me that as well. Appreciate you, dog. You're welcome, man. No, I appreciate it. Dude, you're I, like I said, anybody that's putting out quality stuff, you know, I just, it's, you know, we need more of that because there's, I, especially you've been an affiliated guy and I'm not an affiliated guy and I know you've been there. I don't understand why it's such a secret on a lot of the stuff. If you think about it, you know, like there's definitely like people trying to hide it when people are trying to break in. And I just wish I got better information at a younger age. So I could have been in that situation because I wasn't playing the right game, you know, and that's where yeah. you know, I want to pass along that information. So with that being said, I do have to go right meow we'll have links to everything in this in here thanks to everybody who had like up to four people at once watching this live so you'll be able to check this on youtube we'll get everything going from there one last thing throw hard